Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, ye may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. For if you know that he is righteous, then likewise ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. 1 John chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. The word translated to abide in the original Greek was meno. It literally means to remain, endure, or not to depart from. Jesus tells us often throughout the scriptures that we must abide, mino, remain, if we are to claim his name and his grace. We must remain in a state of faith or belief and trust in his words to us, staying fully persuaded. In John chapter 15, Starting in verse 4, Jesus talks to us a lot about this word minos, this abide, this remain, this staying in a state of faith or agreement with the things that he had to say. He says, abide, minos, remain in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide or remain in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. For I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that remaineth in me, and I in him, the same will bring forth much fruit. And of course, he is referring to the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, mercy, compassion, patience, endurance faithfulness, all of these characteristics of Jesus because that the Holy Spirit is his character. It is the spirit of Jesus. And if it dwell within you, then it will manifest through you. If you continue to abide, to seek his truth and agree with it daily, walk in it, live by it, you will become more and more like him by the leading and teaching of that spirit. But if you do not, then there is no way to achieve it because he continues to say, for without me, you can do nothing. I love this passage, the way that it reads. It doesn't say you can't do anything because surely you can do a lot of things, but it will all amount to nothing. So it doesn't say that you can't do anything. It says you can do nothing. Because in the end, everything that you do, every work that you perform from your flesh or your logic or your intellect or what you think is right, your self-righteousness will amount to nothing. It will be ash before the final judgment. It will burn up. It will be nothing. Therefore, does he continue to say that if a man remain not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gathered them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. But if you do remain in me, and my words remain in you, then ye shall ask whatever ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is the Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. 
So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, then you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. For this is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. For greater love hath no man than this, that a man be willing to lay down his life for his friends. And ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. This is no man's opinion, my friend. This is the very words and teachings of Jesus. We must abide, we must remain in things that he was willing to die to teach us. But more than remaining obedient to his words and commands only, we must also remain in his uncommon love, loving others more than self and him more than all. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, we hear the words of Jesus again when he says this, speaking a warning of the final days of this dispensation of grace when much opposition will rise against those of the faith. He says, Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because that iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. My friend, don't let the enemy steal your fruitfulness with bitterness and offense and hatred. Choose to forgive, even as Jesus did on Mount Calvary, even as they mocked and spat upon him and crucified him. He prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't really know what they're doing. Remain in a state of faith to the things that Jesus had to say. Forgive no matter what. Because unless we are willing to forgive others, then we cannot be forgiven of our sins and enter into the kingdom. We don't get to have an opinion. We get to decide whether or not we're going to have faith in the words of Jesus. Let us humble today. And pray for this strength and determination that we might not fall into temptation. Even as Jesus warned his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, Can you not pray at least one hour lest you be tempted? I say, can we not pray every day at least one hour that we might abide, that we might be connected into that vine and draw from its strength and its wisdom and its graces, that we be taught by it, follow its leading, and be reminded of the teachings of Jesus, be convicted of our failures and weaknesses, and ask him for the strength to endure to the end. Because one day it will come, my friend, for all of us, rather through death or through the return of Jesus, we will all give an account on whether or not we really believed his teachings. Therefore must we also remain in agreement with those words and teachings of scriptures from Genesis all the way to Revelations. We don't get to pick and choose what parts are convenient. For Jesus himself was the word made flesh. And if we don't believe it, then we don't believe him. Which means that our faith is in our own pride and intellect rather than in his omnipotence. 
First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says this, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart or fail to remain in the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The Lord giveth wisdom, discernment, and humility to trust what you had to tell us. Not a man, a politician, a preacher, or a friend. Let us pick up the word of God ourselves and get in the prayer closet and say, Holy Spirit, you teach me. Because my eternal soul depends on whether or not I believe what's in this book. From beginning to end. My friend, we must not depart from our profession of faith in who Christ really is and all that he did and what is to come and even what he presently continues to do for us. This is why the scriptures tell us that those who denounce their faith in Christ forfeit eternal life. This is the reason that so many martyrs throughout the centuries have been willing to face death and imprisonment rather than to denounce or deny Jesus. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, we read this again, the words of Jesus who said, Whosoever shall confess me before men openly, him I will confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him also will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. This is why the scripture tells us that he comes to bring a sword and not peace to the earth because it will cause division. Which brings us back to our opening passage where Paul instructs us to abide in, remain, or not depart from the faith. Because every word that Jesus spoke is true and he is coming back one day to prove it to you. Don't be among those who will be ashamed in that day because that they knew the truth and turned away. They did not remain. They departed from the faith for temporary things, wood stubble and hay that will all burn up and be nothing but ash on the final day. But those who will remain in faith will rejoice and gain eternal glory and reward. So no matter how hard my friend endure. Because in First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 we read this. That for the Lord himself shall descend in the end. From the heavens with a shout, and with the voice of the archangels, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which shall be alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort ye one another with these words, my friend, write it in your heart. That only those who endure till the end shall be saved. So keep your profession of faith. John, the beloved of Jesus, tells us in Second John chapter 1, verse 7, that many deceivers have entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist 
Look to yourselves, therefore, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we maintain that we receive a full reward, because that whosoever transgresseth and remains not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God. While he who remains in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. The doctrine of Christ mentioned in this passage are the teachings of Jesus. John, Jesus' beloved disciple, warns us that the spirit of Antichrist works primarily in two different ways. The first being an open, all-out denial of Christ. Yet if it cannot get you into sin and rebellion against Jesus in this way, then it will try to simply alter or pervert the teachings of Jesus until what you believe is anti-Christ, or in other words, that which opposes or is opposite to what Jesus taught us. To this end, John warns us of how serious it is to stray from the teachings of Jesus, saying that if we do not remain in, believe, and live by what Jesus came to teach us, then you will lose your eternal reward and relationship with God, the Father. So serious is this tactic of the Antichrist spirit that John the Beloved continues in this passage to warn us that if anyone comes to us teaching anything different than what Jesus taught us in the scriptures, then we are not to have fellowship with them or even let them into our houses. So severe is the curse and punishment and the wrath of God upon this, that he does not want you to be in agreement with it, lest you partake also of its coming judgment. Do not endorse that which opposes Jesus or his teachings or you will find that he will oppose you at his coming. Take the warning serious, because he does. In the book of Revelations, chapter 22, starting around verse 18, he tells us that if any man adds to or takes away or alters the words that he has given us in any way, then he will be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. He will forfeit his place in the kingdom of God and many curses shall be placed upon him, he will not have protection from the judgment that is coming. O Lord, give us strength, wisdom, patience, and endurance to remain faithful, steadfast, and obedient to the teachings of Jesus, no matter who it displeases. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.